Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Whenever that woman gets through, I'll count off four or five seconds and get her started. Bless you. <laughs> You're taking a sweet time, eh? Yes, they are. They the record. The recorder's there in the chat room, which that usually indicates we're recording, but she didn't say anything. She always does. Why is she not saying nothing tonight? I wonder. I don't know if we're recording or not.
I give it a few more seconds. I know I'll go ahead and kick it off, and uh, there'll just have to be a a glitch in the program. I'm gonna go ahead and start it. Yeah, oh, yeah go ahead. I just pulled it up on the other and uh, on another page that you can watch it on. I just pulled it up on the other and uh, on another page that you can watch it I can't hear a word you're saying, brother. <laughs> Sorry about that. I pulled it up on another page. You're recording. Okay. We'll get started. And he is my but 
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Friday night Bible study and fellowship here on TalkShoe and hopefully on YouTube. Maybe it's back working tonight. Anyway, it's good to have you folks here with us tonight. We'll be in Daniel again, chapter 11, part two. <clears throat> and uh, start off with, we ended up talking mentioning me and brother day brought up some topics about um well I, I brought up the main topic about how the war that it's talking about is being when the, the man gabriel or the man the angels are telling daniel all this stuff they're men and they're telling him just they're not making any difference between a war being fought on earth and the war being fought on the other side <laughs> As a matter of fact, in, in Daniel chapter uh, 10, there's absolutely no mention of a difference between the um, difference between the war on earth seeable in the physical than the war in the supernatural. When it talks about the Prince of Persia and the Prince of Grecia, you don't know without extrapolation what he's talking about. You know, if you know the Hebrew words, you realize he's talking about supernatural and in the um, and just common sense tells you that there's no man, physical flesh and blood man here on this earth got a chance to stand against an angel. When one angel can wear, wear out in one stroke 185,000 men like he did in, in the book in um, during Hezekiah's time. But in any way, it seems to bear a mark right here. I've been trying to figure out this last part of this chapter from 19 to, to 45. I've been trying to figure out for years and years and years. And it just came to me the other day. Me and Brother Dave was talking about it, and he brought up some excellent points as well. And these kings are supernatural. These kings are not human flesh and blood human beings. They're mixed. And I'll show you where they're mixed. I'll let the word of God show you in Daniel chapter one. But before we get started with that, Brother Dave, open us with a word of prayer, please. Okay. Father, we come this evening and we give thanks 
for the word of God, for the blood of Jesus Christ, and for our Savior, Jesus. And we pray that tonight, everything that we say and talk about and do, Lord, we pray that it exalts the living Lord Jesus Christ, who's bought us by his blood, and who is the preeminent one, and who is the reason why all of these things are going on. When he comes back, he will get his kingdom and his bride. And for this, we're grateful, Lord. I pray tonight that the word of God goes out and just the sound patterns that the word of God makes and the words themselves and the Holy Spirit of God go forth and that this recording would bless those in the future that listen to it. And we pray, Lord, that the YouTube channel would begin to work tonight, if possible, Lord, by miracle, what have you. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit teach us tonight and anoint Pastor Don to teach. And we pray, Lord, that we had all learned tonight as we're taught by the Holy Spirit who's in us by the gift of God. And Lord, tonight I also pray that hearts would be opened, hearts would be made tender and realize how intimate God, our Father, is with us, that he wants us to know these details if we'll take the time to search his word and to pray and ask him, and he will give us wisdom. And for these things, Father, we're truly grateful in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. 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 All right. In Daniel chapter 1, it, the, the way Daniel's written is, is awesome. He started, well, I mean, that's, that's it, chapter 1. We're going to be in chapter 2. But Daniel gives Nebuchadnezzar's dream in chapter 2, and it covers all of world history, people. It covers all the great empires down through the ages up to the present age, which we're in today, which is the feet, the clay, the toes, that part down there, the bottom part. It goes from the head, which is the most sublime, which is the most elegant, which is gold, then silver, brass, so-and-so, iron, and it winds up with iron. But there's something different about the last kingdom, okay? Now, it's talking here in Daniel chapter 11 about this king of the north and king of the south. And we say, well, it must be some president of some country and blah, this, which we look at it through natural eyes. Well, I brought out the point the other night that that's the way I've been trying to look at it for 40 years until the Lord spoke to me in my opinion the Lord spoke to me through the spirit of God and said well haven't you given it a second thought about how I might be talking about it's both spiritual and physical and it's visible in this realm during the time this is going on it doesn't necessarily have to be like the others like with uh, Anthony and Cleopatra and Alexander the Great, which it talks about all those in pre in uh, some of the previous chapters. It brings up in the, the 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 goat, the ram with one horn is Alexander the Great, with the great horn sticking out of his head. That's Alexander the Great, and it, it talks about these kingdoms. It lays it out in chapter two. And then the rest of the book of Daniel, the majority of it, starts talking about things that happened during these kingdom periods. And in the in the, in 95% of Daniel, you can find 
past references, it, the, the, the prophecies coming true in the past, but there's pieces like in Daniel 7, Daniel 10, and in Daniel 11 here, and in Daniel 12, to where it's, it's murky, okay? And as I explained before I, the program started, or maybe it was recording when I made this statement, that there's no, the, the angel doesn't make difference to where, hey, this is what's going on in the unseen world versus this is what's going on in the seen world. Letting you know that there, but that one can be taking place in the unseen world and working its way out in the physical world. Well, I'm here to tell you that if Jesus Christ told the truth, and we know he did, he is the truth, he said it would be as it was in the days of Noah. And if in the days of Noah, the supernatural walked with the natural in plain view. And the wars that they fought during the antediluvian times were supernatural and natural in plain view of the inhabitants. So in my opinion, that's exactly what's happening in Daniel 11, 19, through the end of Daniel 12 that they'll be played out in the physical and natural at the same time, and you'll be able to see it. And it might be, like I, I was telling Brother Dave earlier today, it may be even going on right now. You need to look for stuff. Let me say this. Let me back, let me, let me run a rabbit for just a second. You want to do some studying and, and use the uh, equipment that the Lord is allowed to be um, put here on this earth use it for good check out strength don't look at what the rest of the world's looking at satan is the master of the left hand doing what the right that the right hand is doing something the left hand don't know nothing about it he's good at causing diversion division and confusion that's his plan Part of the arts of war, Sin Tzu said, uh, divide and conquer. That was one of his great arts of war, is divide and conquer. Everybody that knows anything about warfare knows about the book Sin Tzu wrote, The Art of War. And Satan is a master at it. And like I said, some could be happening right now in front of our face. Do you absolutely think that Fox News is going to get on there and tell you well, today this person was fighting with this person and all of a sudden one of them disappeared. Do you really think they're going to do that right this second? Of course they're not. But there's a time coming when they, they will have no other ch choice but to do it. Because in the book of Revelation, it tells you when some of this stuff takes place that the whole world sees it take place and rejoices and sends presents one to another because they're happy that the two witnesses are killed. So that'll be seen by everybody. See, now, you, now you're starting to see, you take a piece of thread and then maybe you can start, start weaving it together a little bit. But let's see about these kings, what they're made of, this iron and, iron and clay kingdom, Let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Brother Dave, if you would, chapter 2, verse 40 through 44. Now, keep in mind, 
one of these kings, uh, two of these kings, are the two of the kings that it's talking about, and that vile person it's talking about in Daniel 11, because we're at the time of the end in Daniel 11. So, Brother Dave, if you would, yes, Daniel 2, verse 40, verse, verse, um, 40 through 44, that's good enough. Yes. And, and just to add a, a little more comment to what you were saying, just to highlight what you were saying even further, uh, one added point would be that if we remember that it's the man Gabriel or the angel Gabriel who's talking to Daniel right now, and he's explaining to him all these things, and he's giving him the future history from an angel's point of view, trying to use or not trying but using manly terms so yes. he's speaking with the mind of an angel what he sees and he's trying to put it in manly terms where a man's going to understand what he's saying and so there's all these things that men don't normally see that he sees every single day and he's telling us about the future events that an angel knows about and can see daily certain events similar to these in manly terms yeah, so, well, let me add something on to that okay. i didn't certainly trying to talk a while ago when i was saying what you can do look for stuff find some i know they're out there you say well you ought to be doing it yourself well i i'm starting to do it now look for stuff in the corners happening that seems un that that somebody's reporting them. I'm sure some men, Brother Dave, was talking about it today. There's probably some websites out there that are legitimate that talks about stuff happening in the four corners of the earth that is unexplainable. That's being reported by alternative media that that does not make make it to mainstream media. It's going to flow over into it eventually. But we could keep, need to keep an eye on that stuff and find some place where you could get some legitimate news of stuff that's happening that, that, that seems supernatural. There's no explanation for. Don't get in your head with it's all fake and all poppycock, because that's not true. Some of it's real. Just ask the Lord for discernment. We need to find these spots because over and over and over and over again, the Lord and the Apostle Paul said to watch and be not deceived. The only way you can be not deceived is to keep on top of things. Everybody got this crazy idea that if you can just be not deceived by just, oh, I'm saved and I'm, I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to be deceived. That's poppycock. Because the greatest Christian ever lived warned you over and over again, be not deceived and don't deceive yourself into thinking that. He even said this, he was deceived at one time. If you've got an honest heart and are looking for the truth and are in the spirit of God, he, you won't be deceived. And if it were possible, this stuff coming down the pike would deceive the very elect. But the very elect are set aside for Christ. They will not be deceived. Number one, it's not because of their elect status. It's because they actually love the Lord. And actually, in other words, what they're doing, they're not being forced into it. They're loving the Lord and loving the book and studying the book because they love the Lord. 
Therefore, they're the elect. The Lord's not forcing them to love him. They're loving him by free will, but yet they're the elect. They don't get to be the elect because they're doing something. They're doing something because they are the elect. Do you want, is that simple, David? Yes, it is. And that's what you need to understand. There's some brethren out there that think that they can just walk through life and the Lord just yeah, guiding this and guiding that and every little breath they take and everything. The Lord, he, they, they forget that the Lord does stuff. He does stuff because you do stuff. There's choices to be made. You can choose not to love the Lord. You can choose not to study. You can choose to stick with your tradition and your your outlandish thoughts and traditional ideas. Like, well, I'm just going to keep on with the way I've been doing it. It's, it's helped me so far. Well, it's not going to help you in the end time in the very end. If you're not following the course you're supposed to follow. And if you are the elect, you will do those things. And if you're not, you won't. Simple. Simple. I can say that with all with all confidence. And not worry about any problem of be of being called judgmental. Period. Whatsoever. You will do it if you are the elect, because you love the Lord. That's why you're the elect. <laughs> it sounds flip-flop, but it's not. The reason you do that, the reason you find that warm love for the Lord, the reason you understand and discern the Spirit of God, the spirits, and discern the Spirit of God in your life, is simply because you are the elect because you love the Lord. And you love the Lord because you're the elect, but because you're the elect, you love the Lord. So I'm going to leave it at that. Just remember what I told you. It may carry you a long way and save you a lot of heartache in the end. Us preachers have been saying this for years. And we'll keep on saying it till the Lord takes our last breath away. Till he calls us home. Because that's our job. There were pre been preachers talking like I'm talking right now. Ever since the martyrs. Ever since the early church. That's our calling. When Paul wrote 2 Timothy chapter 3, it sounds like a newspaper today. Sounds like it's a front page news, newspaper of the way, with the way people are today. There's no other book like what we've got, folks. It's living. It's just as applicable today as it was when the Apostle Paul and Silas were on their missionary journeys. And it will be just as applicable 10 years from today if the Lord tarries is coming as it is today. Now, Brother Dave, I turn it over to you. Okay. Daniel chapter 2, verse 40. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, 
and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. But there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. <coughs> and whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the stop, seed of men. Stop, stop, stop. They, they, third person plural, they, they who? Those 10 kings that it taught, the 10 toed kings, those kingdoms, those people in the kingdom. That's what it's talking about. I had to break in and had to, to bring that to your attention. The they. Okay, Brother Dave, go ahead. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. So you've, got, the, so you've got hybrids, just like I said the other night. you got hybridized people and hybridized government. You've got amp just like it was in the antediluvian period. Yes. As it was in the days of Noah. You've got hybridized, bastardized human beings, bastardized government, human beings, and mixed. They're mixed. They don't cleave one to another. They transhumanism is, is immortality through technology. To put it simply, that's what transhumanism is all about. It's through science and technology learned to, to, to make you live forever. Downloading your conscience into a, into a mechanical body. It's all weird stuff. It's all supernatural, but they make it look legitimately scientific, folks. And it's no different than Genesis 6. Yes. Just no different. This case, what? it's uh, the immortal seed being mixed with mortal seed. That's right. Right. Yes. Go go to the Hebrew real quick and just uh, tell okay. them what the seed the seed is. The seed sperma is what it is. It's, uh, it's okay. Uh, seed their sperma don't mix with it's 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 supernatural mixed with natural and it don't cleave one to it don't cleave together. It's different. There'll be children of Armageddon that just so happens to come up in a new in a science fiction program that talks about the future after the wrath of God and it, it calls the people that make it through the children of Armageddon and their hybrids. Now I wonder how these science fiction people knew that that this was that the word of God said exactly the same thing. Remember, like I mentioned the other night while Brother Dave's looking that up, how mm -hmm. these people I talks, about, talks about Revelation, they want to die and can't die. You ever given that much prayer and thought? You ever wonder why these sky, our skies are covered with whatever it is? 
why our food is genetically altered, why pharmacia is the ace boon coon money maker, the stuff that you put in your body, the slow changing, the slow changing of our DNA. taking place right before our very eyes. Pigs being cloned for hum for with, with a human heart for transplant. And folks, this ain't science fiction. This is truth. This is happening today. Now, if it's happening in the open, imagine what's taking place in secret. Like when they did human experiments on all the darkies at Tuskegee, right up the road from me, back during the 50s, the government experiment on its own people. How about out in San Diego in California when the government sprayed a whole town? In a and, and folks, this is anybody can get their hands on this material. There's none of this conspiracy theory. This is fact. And you wonder why Brother Don talks like he does to, and preaches and teaches the word of God in the light of the supernatural the way I do? The Bible says in the book of Amos that God will let nothing happen except he reveal it first to his prophets. Now you be the judge who the prophets are and if they're telling the truth or not. And you can do that because you have an absolute authority to judge everything by, and that's the word of God. Amen, Brother Dave. Amen. And you know, like people that they would never do things like that. Uh, well, here's one you can't refute. Now, we know that in the deserts, they did experiments and they detonated atomic bombs, so-called atomic bombs. Whatever they were, there was radiation from them. And they lined up a mile away from ground zero, thousands of soldiers. And they let them take face on, head on, all this radiation as an experiment to see whether it would affect soldiers in battle. And nearly all of these guys died from cancers. But of course, they would never experiment on them. So why talk about it? Yeah, what makes what makes people I know what makes it, it's stupidity. I say that with charity. It's stupidity to believe that the ones in the in high places have your best interest at heart all the time. Sure, they may have your interest at heart when it comes to keeping the uh, the production and economy going right this second. But the moment they get it to where they can turn it all over to machines and AI, you better buy, bet your bottom dollar. There'll be no more use for you or I. But oh no, nobody's that wicked, really. Come on, folks. Why don't you think truth? Why don't you make it a priority in your mind? that you want to know this truth so you can be on guard. 
against what's coming and what's going on today. Not throwing it off 30 or 40 years from now, but what's actually going on today. What started in the late 1800s and culminated and hit the mainstream in the, in the 40s. What made everybody make science a religion? Why did that, why, why, why do they name all their supposed craft after the Titan? Mercury, Poseidon, Atlas, Apollo. Why is L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons so reverenced? that did the magical ceremony of Babylon rising in the desert out where Area 51 is today. No conspiracy theory to it, absolute fact. You need to know this stuff. You need to know you might be talking to an angel. Sounds so outlandish, even though what you called, oh, I believe this book, even though the book tells you. Happened all the time in the Word of God. Men thought they were talking to men. It wasn't men. It was supernatural. It was angels. Keep that stuff in your mind. I know it. See, it sounds like you'd have to be careful, though, or you'll get or you'll get so wound up in that stuff, you'll wind up like it talks about in Hebrews. You'll get carried away with strange doctrines and not be grounded and founded in the pure milk of the word so you can grow thereby. See, you, there has to be a balance. There's moderation in that stuff. We try to do that here on this program. I can talk, I can get a long string of programs dealing with ear tickling stuff and just, and people listen now all, I get reports and they listen and they call and they talk about, and then I start talking about the relationship and their life of sin and their unrepentant sin and changing their life and their walk with the Lord and straightening up things that they've been doing wrong all their life. According to the book, they don't want a part of that. I'm telling you folks, both are important. And we'll try to keep a we'll try to keep a balance here on this program. So Brother Dave, read the Hebrew what the seed is, what it says the seed is in Hebrew. Okay. It's uh, Strong's H2234. Zera, same as Zera Judah. Uh, it means outline of biblical usage is seed or offspring. Strong's definition uh, is posterity seed. The same thing. Get pregnant, okay? <laughs> yes. The same way. They don't. They're, they're mixed together. It's a mixed race. It's bastardized people. Part supernatural and part natural. Yes. That's what it is, folks. 
you didn't do the studying to put it together well we have and there it is take it or leave it they did that trust me you reject it you reject the only way god gives you to listen 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 to me closely as long as you accept and apply the light the lord gives you he'll give you more light but the moment you reject light it becomes lightning he'll shut off revelation from you he'll shut off giving you light till you get back on the right track until you prove something that it's wrong by the book your yardstick of authority to how you measure truth till you prove it wrong you better quit don't rely trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path you want a good verse to go with what i just said there it is proverbs 3 verse 4 and 5 or five and six. Daniel chapter 11, brother. You hear me, brother Dave? Uh, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 17, just to reiterate what you're saying about these kings being um chimera half breeds half immortals half human half fallen angel half man these uh daniel 7 17 says these great beasts which are four are four kings which shall arise out of the earth mm -hmm. and there we we see that the scripture itself calls them beasts yep. so they're not something that was created with a soul but they're beasts. Now, I'm not saying all beasts are evil because there's beasts in the throne of room of God. But these are beasts and they're kings and they come out of the earth. Yep, that's right. And then before you got to the program, I mentioned to everybody, I mentioned Daniel chapter seven. And I mm -hmm. told you that I could run references. Uh, it's all through Daniel. Yes. Uh, it deals with this stuff. Oh, yes. It's all through the book of Daniel. Mm. Daniel, chapter, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 4. I can just go yes. on and on and on. I mentioned yes. that earlier before you got to the program. Mm -hmm. I could run those references. But thank you for pulling that one out and reading it to them. Okay? Okay. So now we'll go to Daniel chapter 11. Okay. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And the they that who know their God. That don't that don't mean you know what the name that you say the real God written down. Oh, I know that I know, yeah, that's that guy. That's the the, the great granddaddy with the long beard that sits up in the in the in heaven. It, it's not like that's not the knowing it's talking about, folks. It's knowing him on a level of personal knowledge, of experiential knowledge. 
Then you've got mental knowledge and you've got experiential knowledge, which means you've experienced, you've had experience with the individual, God the Father. That's the difference in true salvation and deception in salvation. You've got experiential salvation, which is belief in the heart, and you've just got fake salvation, which is head knowledge. James makes that clear when he tells you, you say you believe God, well, that's wonderful. The devils believe also and tremble. Every one of those demons that Christ cast out knew who he was just because they knew him didn't mean squat. There has to be an experiential knowledge. In other words, experience with the individual. That's the reason for personal salvation during this period of time. Go ahead, brother. Verse 11. Chapter 11, I mean. Okay, this is about the covenant. You know, like in back in verse 30, it says, and have indignation against the holy covenant. And then here he's talking about Against the covenant shall he corrupt by flat, you know, those that do wickedly against the covenant. So is mm. this the holy covenant? This could be the new covenant, couldn't it? It's possible, and it could also be the 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 covenant that's preached in the book of Revelation. The oh yeah, yeah, by the angel. By the angel, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that happens during the same time period. Right. So it could be that. Mm -hmm. Continue on. That's exactly a form of what witchcraft, um, sorcerers, witches, occultists do, flattery. That's one of the That's big right. ways to corrupt people and to win them over to their side or win them into a, a place where they can corrupt them. That's exactly uh, you know, right. Talks all about that in the book of Proverbs. It warns you against the the, the people with flattery. Mm, yes, that's right. In the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, brother. Okay, verse thirty-three. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity and by spoil many days. Wow. So those that really truly. That doesn't matter for somebody that really does understand the word of God and teaching the word of God and instructing many, that sure puts a damper <laughs> on the old spirit, you know, knowing you're going to get it in the neck. But so be it. It's going to be, that's the way it is. Let it come. Let it rip. Christ. <laughs> Dying for Christ, when you know it's Christ, would be the greatest privilege you could possibly ask for. You say, will it be easy? For some it will, for some it won't. Same way it was with the martyrs during the Dark Ages. Some sang their way to their last breath. God gave them dying grace. Some screamed and hollered and begged and pleaded. But they were Christian, and they got and they burned the same as the other ones. You explain it. I can't. Other than I know if they, there's a, that experiential love, 
for Jesus Christ, it makes it a lot easier to take. It makes it a lot easier to take pain and suffering when you know somebody else is bearing the burden with you. I can tell you that from experience. But some are, like I said, some of the martyrs went joyously to the cross and to the stake. And some pitched a fit. One old martyr, I forget what his name was, he told them when they was taking him to the square, he, he said, bind my flesh tightly because my flesh, my flesh will scream and holler loudly, but I love my Lord Jesus. So be sure and tie my flesh down tightly because I will try to get away. That's somebody that understands the old and the new nature. You know, kind of getting off the topic for just a second, but I wonder, my, my mind wonders, I'm not, I shouldn't be this way. And I'm sure that some of you think the same way as well. We'll be human if we didn't. Of what would it take to make me reject the Lord? What would it take? Some of you have just a regular pair of pliers. Some of you just um, the firing of a, at a job. Some of you, some woman. Some of you, the threatening of the death of a child. See, this is stuff you don't like to think about, but you might ought to contemplate it. Because if the Lord tarries, like Brother Dave said, there's going to be some trying going on. Most people get around it by just saying, well, I'll just cross that bridge when I get to it, and God giving me grace, I'll be able to get to it. Well, let me tell you something, and I've said this ad nauseum. If you hadn't made a practice of being a fool for Christ in this life, when everything's fine, you doggone sure ain't going to be a fool for Christ's sake when times get rough. I promise you. I if, I guarantee you. If you don't practice what you preach, when the time comes, it ain't going to matter. You know, I've often referred back to a survival book by Paul H. Risk, R-I-S-K, Paul H. He did a survey. He was a survival teacher. And among, to just boil it all down into just a few sentences without going into detail, over a 40-year span, he asked questions before he would take them on survival training. And they, they, one of the questions was, could you do this if you had to? 
say just let's just break it down to 10 people could you do this such and such such and such if you had to well all 10 said yes they could well eventually in the training it came down to that point to where they were presented with the opportunity guess how many people out of 10 could do what they said they could do if they had to guess how many people out of 10 was able to do it eight that's breaking the whole study 325 pages down into just a few sentences that's that's what he came to that's what he came to and many more many more studies have been done that prove the same thing it's scientifically provable eight out of every ten fail every time only two people out of ten was able to do what they said they could do if they had to now where do you fall you think you're different and we're not even talking christianity we're talking about just natural stuff we're just natural people not seasoned woodsmen and women that had practiced uh, these were being taught these were greenhorns these were wet behind the ears people that was one of the categories that was one of the requirements eight out of ten couldn't do what they said oh i can do that if i have to i often wonder if i'm one of those eight Ain't you glad Christ died for you? Ain't you glad he got he's got he got that eternal part covered? Purged those sins forever and then sat down at the right hand of the Father. Ain't you glad that he did that? Well, if you're glad, why don't you act like you're glad and show that you're that you're glad by being obedient to what he asked you to do? Because it's all for your benefit anyway. Don't help him one bit. You think you think it makes God holier if if you do right? Make you think it increases His holiness and sanctity because you do right? It's for your benefit, folks. Do you think God gives a rip whether you love this? I mean, of course he does because he wants his children to do right through obedience, but it doesn't affect God or the Lord Jesus one way or the other, whether you worry whether you go after this, go a whore and after this world or not. It's for your benefit because he loves you. That's the end of that rabbit trail. Let's go ahead a little bit further, bro. Okay. Verse 34. Now, when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white 
even to the time of the end because it is yet for a time appointed. Man, I sure am glad that some that word sums in there. <laughs> yeah. If that word sum wasn't in there, that put that 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 would that put the nail in the coffin on every one of them. But that word sums there. I hope and pray the Lord Jesus Christ that I can I can fall in that number of some if the time if the time period takes place while I'm still breathing God's air. May not be far off, folks. I've told you many times how it could change in twenty-four hours. It could change in less than that. And go topsy turvy. And people just go about their way, you know, and there's no sense in sitting around wringing your hands worrying about it necessarily. You should pray about it and keep on guard. Watch. And again, Christ says, I say, watch. So it was important for the Lord for you to keep on top of things. It was important for the Apostle Paul that you keep on top of things and know what's going on. Just like it's important that we do. We should stress that importance and we try to here. That you stay on top of things, of real things. Not fake things, but real things that can be verified by the word of God. See, a lot of people rather believe in something that there's no verification about it all just because it sounds good. And then when you get to the word of God and it says, thou shalt, thou shalt do, thou shalt not do, or don't do this, don't do that. Then they run back to what they can, they can through their relative truth can come up with their own little petty doctrines or their own little petty way of looking at things, hoping that they're just, that maybe that Bible's wrong and they're right. That's what people think, folks. These people that continue to believe that Aunt Sally's going to be on the swing and all the kids is going to be there and it's going to be happy and fun and, and everybody's going to go on a big old eternal picnic. They're just fools. They're blessed fools. God loves them. I love them. But they're blessed. They're, they're, they're fools. There's nowhere in the word of God that it says that's the way it's going to be for the bride of Christ. Nowhere. But they want to believe what they want to believe, what suits their idea of pleasure, what suits their idea of fleshly enjoyment, because they're so suckered into this world and so carnal that that's what matters. The obedient part doesn't matter. The commandment part doesn't matter. It's what they like. That's what kind of world we live in today. We ain't always lived in a world like that, folks. Every one of you ought to have been in their service. <laughs> Every one of you ought to have been in the service. At least go through basic training AIT. Every one of you. Done, done you good. Now, 
you'd learn how to temper it. You'd learn how to calm that temper when people got in your face and saying stuff you didn't like. See? Discipline. If I can say anything good about that, about, about the, our armed forces, that's one good thing. And it's so wishy-washy now, it ain't like it was when I was in service. So we could get slapped upside the head. And we sure didn't have no women. No females in our platoons, in our squadron, in our battalions. No sodomites? Closet sodomites. Oh, okay. As far as I know. I mean, they sure right. let you know, okay? I'm just <laughs> guessing I'm sure there had to be a few. Okay. You know, just yep. by odd uh, statistics, there had to be some, but they were definitely closet with the key mm -hmm. locked, with the lock locked, because <laughs> they'd have got beat to death if it had been known. Right. I, they wouldn't even have uh, chosen them if the absolutely, absolutely they wouldn't even they, the effeminate didn't even make it. Man. Right. Yeah, if there was any that got through the, through the um um uh, the recruiting officer, if he he has to meet had to meet a quota of so he could get his paycheck and and meet his quota every month. He he let some effeminate get through. They didn't make it two weeks into basic training. They didn't make it two weeks. They were gone. Hmm. Yeah. They were gone. 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 Out the door. It's a different world now, folks. It's a different world. And wicked as hell. And I and I just see people accept it. They keep on accepting it in a little bit. They accept 90% uh, more than they accepted in the 70s today. Name every try to put a name on something that makes it all right. Millennials. Who gives a tinker's damn about millennials? Just because he's born during the who cares? <laughs> who gives a rip? Still flesh, blood, and bone, and spirit. And need the discipline and training that we got in there during an earlier period of time. It ain't coming. It ain't happening. They'll make a law against it. Unless you, unless you got, I'm not going to say that. Unless you got guts enough to stand up against it. Like a lot of people do. Find a place where they can get, where they can be men and women of God. I don't know how I got off on that here in this part, but. I did, and it was needed, undoubtedly, or I wouldn't have got off on it. Go ahead, Brother David. Uh, verse 36. And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods. Okay. Now you, now you know there's more than one little g god. That's the yeah. divine council. That's the divine council, Psalms 82. 
and exalt himself above the God of the, the big G God of little G gods. That's the way it's written, isn't it, Brother Dave? Yes, it is. That's the way it's written, because that's what exactly what it means. The, the, the liturgy gods of divine counsel and the angels that fell and anything Elohim will fall into that, like I said, a place of residence that comes from the other side would be deemed that. A liturgy god. But he's going to exalt himself just like in Isaiah 14. I'll set my throne above the stars of God in the sides of the north. I hope y'all's minds work like like mine that, that brings all this stuff to you, remember? I, I pray God would instill that in y'all's minds to where when I, these topics come up, all the teaching that you've heard, it that sew of that needle and thread weaves this stuff together. Because I'm a bad seamstress, man. I can't sew a tore a tore shirt. Got a I can't sew it. I'm a bad seamstress. Probably just as bad a teacher, but I do as good as I can do. I hope the Lord will take that thread needle and sew these these thoughts, these contextual ideas, and sew them together in your brain so you don't forget them. Amen. So this old idle shepherd. Let's read a little bit about him in the New Testament. Turn to First Thessalonians. Okay. Chapter four. Okay, I'm there. Uh, okay, start. Let me see if I can put it in my head. Let me see about verse. Just start at verse 11, start at 11, a bunch of admonitions by Paul, but just go ahead and start in verse 11. Um, how about verse 13? Well, that'll work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I would have, would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Them which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with ben, them in the no, 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 no. Then we which are alive and remain. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, we're, we're looking for the Antichrist here. <laughs> and I'm at the end of the chapter. Um, yeah, yeah. You're not going to find it there. It's not there. Yeah. I'm just wanting to get this in there. Oh, okay. So let me continue. Sorry. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, yeah. 
therefore comfort you one another with these words. Isn't that what it says? Amen. Absolutely. Okay. Go, to, go to second go to second Thessalonians. Okay. Chapter three. Okay. Start verse one. Okay. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you. Start chapter two. Chapter two? Okay. Chapter two. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by okay. our gathering. That's what he just read to y'all. That's the reason I wanted to read it first. I beseech you by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him. That's what he just read to you, folks, was the gathering together unto him. So keep in mind that's part of this context. Okay, go ahead, Brother Dave. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us. As now, that I've explained to y'all before why he words it that way. It's because there was a bunch that were trying to tell the Thessalon the Thessalonican Christians that the day of the Lord had already happened and the Lord done come back and took everybody. In other words, the resurrection and the catching away had done took place. That was Hymenaeus and Philetus, if you want to know the names of the guys that was running around spreading that stuff. You find that out in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul tells you that's what it is, who it was, saying that their, their sin was running around telling everybody the Lord had done come. And, that, and, and the Thessalonians were getting upset. Some of them were buying into the mess, okay? But Paul was setting them straight. Now, the context here is the gathering together of the saints, the coming of the Lord, like we read in 1 Thessalonians 4. It's the reason I wanted to hit it first. And now continue on now that you know what he's talking about. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. That's the idol. That's the idol shepherd. That's the that's the wicked one we're reading about in Daniel. That's the vile person. Go ahead. The son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is just like just, just like Brother Dave just got through reading you in Daniel. He yes. exalts himself above above every god and has nothing to do with the God of gods, which is our Father God. Go ahead. So that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. Okay, should it continue? Oh, absolutely. Okay, remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And so undoubtedly, Paul mentioned exactly the same thing to the Thessalonians in one, in one of his earlier trips or in one of his other letters that he wrote to them. Go ahead. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. 
Now we come to that mysterious he that led us. Who is that he? Is it the Holy Spirit? That's what most people teach. But according to the book of Revelation, the Holy Spirit's still doing all kind of work. So we undoubtedly, it's not the Holy Spirit. Reckon it's one of those um, angels like Michael that's battling on the other side. Because he seemed to stand down. Yep, that's right. If you look at, one thing I looked at today is uh, there's something here at the end of chapter 10, Michael is in the last verse, and at the beginning of chapter 12, Michael's in the first verse. It says he stands up, right? Yep, right. Then Michael stand up. Right. But it, then when uh, the Antichrist was warring, he, Michael the Prince was either defeated momentarily or stood down. That's right. Well, folks, you got to know, you say, oh, nobody can defeat an angel of God. Well, they can defeat him for 21 days. You see, this is a real deal. This is a real battle going on. There's victories and there's losses. Just like there's victories and losses in your life. You get victory over some things and you lose some battles. That's warfare. That's why Paul gives you all the weapons and all the material to use in this warfare and tells you that you're a soldier. Then learn to end your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wore entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Drafted in the army of God. And your hardness. What kind of hardness? Habits. Divorce. Death. Confusion in life. Problems with your mind. Problems with your body. Problems with your job. Makes you wonder about all them people. Everything goes smooth for don't it? But you never know what's going on in their mind. It may be going smooth on the outside, and they be maybe a a wreck on the inside. You so you can't judge. We have to be careful with that stuff. But yeah, this he who now letteth will let to be taken out of the way. Whoever it is, whoever it is, is taken out of the way. Then that son of perdition is going to be revealed. That son of perdition is Apollyon. Tells you that in Revelation. It comes up out of the bottomless pit and goes into perdition. That's exactly what the words say. You go into perdition. Somebody's going to be the manifestation of the first worldwide leader that tried a new world order, which was Nimrod. And he's been called many names down through the ages in the different languages all over this world. And you need to know about that. 
because you're going to, if you're still around, you're going to know who he is. And the Bible says he shall be revealed. Said that day shall not come. What day shall not come? The gathering together in the day of the Lord will not come until this guy's revealed. That's why you got so many flim flam uh, self-appointed Bible teachers out there trying to th trying to make everybody from Ronald Reagan, from John F. Kennedy to Barack Obama the Antichrist. Now I guess, and now if I knew everybody had watched the movies, I could go in. The movie that I told y'all about, and if you saw in the belly of the beast, I could go into go into that and tell you, give you the information and tell you about there's a coffin underneath Washington's coffin right now, where they do where the, the apotheosis of George Washington, the, the mural over overhead is where there's a bunch of divine council members painted overhead. And there's an empty coffin. And every time they inaugurate an American president out in the open with his hand on the Bible, the 33rd degree Masons are doing the ritual of the, the rising of Osiris across the way over this tomb. That's why I, that movement, that's why I recommended that y'all watch it. All factual proven. Beyond any shadow of a doubt, it's there. Don't take my word for it. Like I said, go see the evidence. That show the throw that sure throws a big difference. It throws a big um, monkey wrench into a lot of people's theology. What is mystery Babylon? You got a military wing, a religious wing, and a political wing. Got three parts to it. Just like you got three, you got the Antichrist, you got the false prophet, and you got the unholy ghost. Fake Trinity. Three parts to it. This is not These, Even though this is interesting, it's sound doctrine. This is not fables that lead along, lead lead off silly women, like it says in First and Second Timothy chapter three. That lead astray silly women, laden with sins, and where they're turned unto fables and turned away from the truth. This is the facts. This is truth. Bible truth. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Yes, verse 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. <coughs> Just for the fun of it, look and um, go to your Greek lexicon and look up Son of Perdition. Okay. And see what Greek word it's got there for the Son of Perdition. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The son of perdition. Perdition is G684. And the outline of biblical usage, destroying, utter destruction of vessels, a perishing, ruin, destruction of money. The destruction which consists of eternal misery in hell. Strong's definition from a presumed derived of G622. Ruin or loss. Brackets, physical, spiritual, or eternal, close bracket. Damnable, damnation, destruction, die, perdition, perish, pernicious ways, waste. That wicked. Yes. Do the same with that wicked. Okay. Wicked. It's capitalized, right? Uh, Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> um, I lost that place just to see. Uh, I'll look it up that wicked. I lost the spot. Okay, that wicked. Second Thessalonians, uh, that wicked is G459, and the outline of biblical usage is destitute of, brackets, the mosaic, close bracket, law, of the Gentiles, departing from the law, a violator of the law, lawless, wicked, strongs, um, lawless, i.e., brackets negatively, not subject to the, in brackets, the Jewish. It closed. Yeah, we're not worried about the Jewish part. Yeah, or wicked, without law, lawless, transgressor, un, unlawful, wicked. Folks, let me explain something, y'all. I tried to explain it the other night in in in, in short terms. When it's talking about lawlessness, like right there, it's not talking about breaking the speed limit. And it's not necessarily talking about thou shalt not. It's talking about the overall laws of God that he has put down for this earth, like kind after kind. Yes. That's what it's talking about. That's the implications there for the days of Noah when everything was bastardized and hybridized. That's breaking the laws of God. And it's also in the Mosaic laws that you won't bastardize and mix things that are not supposed to be mixed together. Right. And it just so happens it's tied just like iron and clay don't mix together, it's bastardized. It's a supernatural element with a natural element. Just so happens that's what it is. Go to Revelation 13, brother. Okay. Start reading at verse 1. Okay, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, 
having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the you dragon. Anybody that knows Bible prophecy knows that it's identical in the book of Daniel. Go ahead. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. So those these, these beast, this beast is a king. Yes. And he gets he gets assassination attempt on him and he resurrects. Fake mm -hmm. resurrection. Just like Jesus Christ rose from the dead, this guy's going to raise, and the whole world's going to marvel. Doesn't that's what it said? That's what it says, brother Dave. The whole world marvels after him. Yes, like and that. all the the world wondered after the beast. There you go. There you go. Let's go back to Daniel. Finish you don't finish this chapter on up, brother. We could stay in this topic oh, forever. Yes. Okay. Uh, verse thirty-seven. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't finish 36 entirely. We started it. Let me read it again. And the king shall do according to his will. And he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, little g, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God, capital G, of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. So it's an individual, undoubtedly, or you couldn't give them gold and silver and precious things. It's undoubtedly a creature of yeah. some kind. You know, I, I wanted to just um, read one thing here, the God. You go ahead and talk about that because I have to go to the little boy's room, okay? You go ahead and take it over for a few minutes, all right? Yeah, I hope you can hear from there. I will be able to. Good. Okay, so the God of forces. I wanted to mention something here. Cyrus the Great was by no means a follower of the laws of God, or as far as we know, any of these natural laws of God, but he worshiped false gods. And yet Cyrus was God's anointed. Now, forces, when we look up the outline of biblical usage, it says place or means of safety, protection, refuge, a stronghold, place of safety, fastness, harbor, stronghold, Refuge, closed brackets, of God. Now, in the Strong's definition, it says, and I'll try to be brief, a fortified place, figuratively, a defense. Force, 
fortress, rock, strength. Now, when you go down below in the Blue Letter Bible, it will give you the reference for this forces, which is H4581. Every time it's used, you can look up the places where it's listed in the different verses of the books of the Bible. And one that caught my eye was Psalm 28, verse 8. And the Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength, page 4581, same as forces, of his anointed. And a question came into my mind here of this God of forces. As Cyrus was God's anointed, and God knows the Antichrist is God's Antichrist. I mean, he's doing what God wants him to do. Does that mean that God wants him all this sin to be done? No, but he's got this plan and the devil's doing it. The Antichrist is doing it. Does he have this place of refuge in the anointing? Does he have this fortress like David was talking about, this protection? to do what he's got to do as God's little antichrist. Yeah, you know, Satan's anointed anyway. He's the anointed cherub. Mm -hmm. Thou art the anointed cherub that covers. So he's already anointed of God. Yes. Dr. Ruttman's got a, in his reverence Bible, he he gives his, we, I call, that's one of the weakest opinions coming from a genius that I ever heard. He said that, that this is the uh, personification of Satan's power over all the world. I don't necessarily agree with that, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe it's a different, I believe it's a different dog. I believe it's, yes. I believe there's something different there because yes. you got the, Christ and you've got this God of forces. Yes. It's the only place where the word G is capitalized dealing with something other than Jehovah God, Adonai. It's the only place. Yes. God of forces capitalized meaning, you know, God the Father. Yes, it, it's it's in play, and I, I don't I don't understand it completely. I don't understand it completely, and, and don't profess to. Yes, I just know that there's something big time going on there. And there so might be like that. God has is in some way protecting him to to make sure that he finishes. His oh, well, of course, because everything's got an appointed time, brother. I mean, they ain't gonna have its appointed right. time. So the forces is actually a, can be a fortress or a place of protection. Now I definitely am buying into that. I you, definitely buy into that. Mm-hmm. So God but, could be his protection, even though he speaks against God. He knows that hey, I've got this protection on me from God to do what I'm you know going to do, but I'm going to do what I, I want to do, not what he wants to do. Well, it's just like you brought up Cyrus, and Cyrus was anointed of God and was God's minister and did God's will. Yes. To the T, even though he was a pagan king, just like Nebuchadnezzar was a pagan king and did the will of God and even repented toward God. Okay? I mean, 
that's the reason I get all I get all been out of shape. People start talking about Donald Trump because he does so and so. She don't agree with that. Has nothing to do with him not being anointed of God. Nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, no. Right. You got to keep it, the scriptures in mind. Use the scriptures to base it, not your opinion. Not your opinion, because everybody's got one. You got to let the word of God be the final authority on it. And we find precedent twice where God uses somebody that the, the people don't necessarily get along with. That don't obey the Ten Commandments. But he's used of God, and God calls him anointed. He's my minister, and he's going to bless him, and he did. Now, you ought to take it up with God. If you don't like it, take it up with him. But the Bible plainly tells you out of the mouth of the watchers in Daniel 4 that God puts into office whom he wants in office. Yes. And takes them out when he wants them out. Now, argue with God. If you want to argue with anybody, but don't try to bring no case to me. Well, he couldn't be this or he couldn't be that. That, that, that That's BS. Yes. Remember, Jesus himself chose the son of perdition, Judas. He chose. Absolutely. Absolutely a good point. You knocked that one out of the park. I hadn't even thought about that. That's an excellent point. Of course he did. God uses Satan to glorify himself. The oldest book in the Bible proves that. God allowed everything to happen, to, that allowed the devil to do everything to Job that Satan wanted to do except take his life. And that one of the seven things that you learn out of the book of Job is that Satan is used by God to glorify God all the time. Yes. Well, what kind of God could do that? I'll tell you what, he can do whatever he wants to. He's my Lord and Savior. He put breath in me. Amen. He saved me. He, he gave me the new birth and set my salvation in stone and wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life and chose me in the world. I don't give a rip. I care about my fellow man, but he can do what he wants to do, and I'll say amen. And you better too, unless you want to fight against God. End of story. Ain't arguing it no more. That's the way it is. If you got one per, if you got somebody that's hated by the world, and you know Satan's God of this world, how in God's name could you try to tell me he's on Satan's side? So you're going with your feelings. You're not going with the book. Satan offered the Lord all the kingdoms of the world. Why? Because he owns them now. They're his now. Because of Father Adam had them taken away from him and it was they were turned over to Satan, the God of this world. 
And he could have gave them to Jesus every the moment he said, all I want you to do is just bow down and worship me. But it wasn't time. The time wasn't appointed yet. He had to make a sacrifice for you and I. So I ain't arguing about that stuff no more. Everybody that everybody points is a, practically a demon incarnate hates the man in the White House. What does that tell you? I don't care about your opinion. I care about what does it line up with the word of God. Simple. It don't take no spiritual giant to figure it out. <laughs> I, I blows my mind. Blows my mind. But hey, it's fine to have opinions. Everybody's, like I said, everybody's got one thing. That don't make it doctrine. Continue on in Daniel, brother. Okay. Verse 39. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God, little g, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory. And he shall so, cause. So here, here we slow down, brother. We're dealing with all mm -hmm. these little g gods now. Well, see, there's a little g god there. What's that? What they call an alien? See all this stuff from under the earth. Is it one of the divine council that decides to come plant his feet on the earth and then woo 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 change into a man? They look like a man. Is that what it is? I don't know. But this is weird stuff. This is this is this is this is do 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 do. This is science fiction stuff, according to most people. But it's the word of God. Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote a book one time called John Carter. I forget the Chronicles of Mars or something like that. I forget exactly what the name was, but there was this movie called John Carter. And it had watchers in it in the movie that were watching over the affairs of the earth just like the Bible says they do. I could see the Bible all through the, 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 the science fiction movie. Some people have made reference to Edgar Rice Burroughs having contact with the other side. Don't know if y'all knew that or not. But that's been claimed. So with H.G. Wells, Journey to the center of the earth. You know, all, all those people, if you anybody ever saw the movie, remember they were all white people that they ate and slaughtered. Don't know if y'all remember, is that good if you even ever saw the movie? But it was the white people, the Eloi, I think was what they were called. They were all white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed folks that got just, they were, they were the main course, the meal for the old wicked ones. I forgot what they called them. 
Exactly like the Bible. We're the we're the fewest people. We're the ones under attack. Japan's not under attack. The Canaanites ain't under attack. The Ubangis are not under attack. The Indians are not under attack. Either kind of Indian. We are. What does that tell you? We're the fewest and getting fewer. Just like the context of the whole book. During, uh, that, uh, that, that um, I said that uh, during the center of the earth. I'm sorry, it's a, it was a different book. That, um, oh shoot, I can't remember what the name of. Does any of y'all remember what it was? David, do you remember what the book was? Sorry, I don't remember that. No. But anyway, it's neither here nor Excuse me. I, I don't think I read any of it. Or there you go. Excuse me? I asked Sergio, did he read it? Oh, okay. Well, he must have a mute button on it, whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll 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 continue on here in Daniel. Okay. Go ahead. Uh verse thirty-nine. This shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God, little G, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory. And he shall cause them to rule over many and shall cause divide who? the land. Cause who? cause who, brother Dave? Yeah, this is what I was wondering when I was reading this several times lately. Like, who is it that he, it sounds like these little G gods? Who's them? That's right. See there? Them. All of a sudden, them. Them who? Them little G gods. Right. Them so hybrid. He's going to be over them and yep. he's going to get them to rule over all these people that he's conquering with angelic forces and devices and all these things. Yeah, and according to the book of Revelation, they turn on him and turn on him in the end and kill him. Anyway, mm. anyway, we'll that's enough for another time. Let's continue on. We'll never finish this chapter tonight. Okay. Uh, verse 40. Come back and do it again. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. This is about the fourth time we did it already. Go ahead. Verse 40. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. He shall enter also into the glorious land and many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. These little black Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a like little puppies, I guess. Eh? 
Yeah, that, that just doing what what white daddy wants them to do. That's yeah. right. Verse 44, but tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go forth in great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas in the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him. What country is between the seas? Well, I, I, I know that you were thinking America, but I, I also thought, well, there's, if you're thinking from the perspective of a Hebrew here, the holy mountain between two seas could be the Mediterranean and the Galilean. And the holy I don't mountain. Yeah, well, you can make Galilean. A yeah. one in that well, they call lake. it a sea, but anyway. And yeah, it's basically a big lake, but they call it a sea. And the holy mountain there's Mount uh, Carmel, but that's in between those two. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but who knows? Well, if that, I don't if think that's read, it. If you, read Isaiah, if you read Isaiah 19, you'll find that you, you may, your ears may perk up. Mm hmm. It, that that's the land that nobody knows what well, that's uh, one of the hindermost countries it talks about in the book of Amos and in Isaiah which all the old timey Bible scholars said it was the United States of America and mm -hmm. you'll find some of the same kind of wording as you get to the end of the chapter anyway is there any questions okay. so, uh, any questions yes anybody got a question please uh I'll, i can unmute you if you put your hand up or kevin can or if you're in the, you can go into the chat and type it i don't see any questions okay that's okay. That's fine. I, I hope that you people will take what's been said tonight and take it to heart and study it and keep your eyes peeled. I made the comment and I hate to say this because this sounds like one of those wackos out there on, on YouTube, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've said it before. I'll say it again. In the age we live in, where knowledge is increased, and with the Lord saying, as in the days of Noah, and we know what took place then, I'm just telling, I'm, I'm just saying, could science, wonder if science fiction was not fiction at all. Wonder if a lot of science fiction was absolute fact and not fiction at all. Blood sucking angels. Vampires, stuff like this. Just wonder if that, that's not really fiction, science fiction. Those angels had to get their blood somewhere or another. They had to get blood down here to to um to um, propagate human children when they when they put off their orcaterion. I heard a guy the other day. Call it the Orkumene. I thought about a certain individual. 
<laughs> I heard a guy talking about that major shit. They put off their Akumine. He didn't know what the world he was talking about, man. <laughs> uh, good guy. I had a lot of good stuff, but he didn't know he didn't know Greek from Chinese, okay? Right, it was right. funny. funny. Anyway, Brother Dave, if you will, dismiss us, and uh, we'll get out here on this Friday night and, uh, and cook some supper, okay? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks for this evening. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for revealing things to us and teaching us tonight and admonishing us to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To separate ourselves, to make ourselves yeah. holy. In other words, separated for the work of God that he's called yeah. us to do. And tonight, Lord, I pray that you've instilled this greater in us and that I pray that the spirit of God continues to teach us through this week, this upcoming week and this weekend. And help us, Lord, to serve you and give us those opportunities to serve you every day. And let us serve you in our study and in our prayers for one another, as well as those that we don't know personally, but you bring to our attention. And Lord, I pray for Brother Joe up in Vancouver, Canada, who is having trouble getting onto talk shoot. Father, I pray that you put it on his heart and mind to go to Google if Chrome, if that's the issue. I also pray, Lord, that you would help him to get a job and to be able to come to this program because he was saying how he wanted to come, but he couldn't get here. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that he'd be able to come now. And I pray for that. And for all these things, I'm truly grateful. So be it. Amen. 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 Well, Friday night, we'll just slip on over and run through Daniel 12. Since we're here in Daniel, we'll run through Daniel 12. Got some good Sunday? stuff. Yeah, Sunday night, yeah. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so God bless each and every one of you, and um, I hope you have a, a good Saturday, and Lord willing, help permitting, we will see you back here, same time, same place, Sunday night, and we'll do Daniel chapter. We'll get, we will finish Daniel 12 Sunday night, and then we'll be back probably in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 next Friday night. So, God bless each and every one of you. May God's grace go with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good night, all. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.